0: Two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know you need to know. I'm Jamie East, and this, this is the Smart seven. Good morning. It's Friday, the twelfth of August, and it's World Elephant Day. And a big happy birthday to Tyson Fury, Cara Delevingne, Pete Sampras, and Sir mix a The UK is officially in another heatwave with an amber extreme weather warning in place until Sunday evening. This time, temperatures are only expected to reach 37 degrees, but given the drought conditions, the risk of wildfires is high. Former special representative for climate change Sir David King says it's quite clear that we're getting clobbered by climate change. It is worse than we expected and it's all coming sooner than we expected. I think we now do have an understanding of these extreme weather events. Uh, They're occurring, of course, right across Europe. It's not just Britain. And Assistant Commissioner Jonathan Smith of the London Fire Brigade says his crews have been called out to eight times as many wildfires as last year. It factors now in our strategic and longer term planning to make sure that the fire brigade in particular is prepared to deal with what we now know, sadly, is an inevitable consequence of climate change. As the UK struggles with low water levels and high temperatures, Professor Roger Falconer of Cardiff University says the UK has really failed to prepare for the current crisis. I think we are based on short-term policies rather than long-term planning. Uh, And when we say we, who who is we? Is this a government thing? I think it's all of us. It's society, it's a five-year political cycle and so forth. Thursday saw part-time Prime Minister Boris Johnson meet with energy companies in a bid to help ease the cost of living crisis caused by soaring energy bills. The companies were warned that high bills and extraordinary profits will harm their businesses, but no concrete action was proposed or required. The wonderfully named Derek Licorice, the chairman of energy company Utilita, says with up to 180% increases in energy bills by the time winter hits, the government needs to act now to protect the most vulnerable. I have been calling for a social tariff to be applied for the poor and vulnerable, and to have that in place by the 1st of January. And poverty and social justice campaigner the bootstrap cook Jack Monroe says it's really frustrating to see the total lack of action from the government as the leadership race continues. The government needs to be pulling together tangible and self-funding models to help people get through this crisis. And they can do that because they've they've had them before. Meanwhile, Sir Ian Duncan-Smith, who's on Team Trust, says there's no point handing money to everyone as any relief needs to be targeted. I don't believe that we should have handed out money across the board to lots of people like you and me, where we're not in the same predicament as people on low income. A new assessment by the British Ministry of Defence says that Russia's invasion of Ukraine has faltered and is starting to fail. The remarks from Defence Secretary Ben Wallace came as he pledged more financial and military aid at a conference in Denmark. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was also urging Russians to wake up to the grim reality of what the wars meant for their armed forces. If almost 43,000 dead Russian soldiers do not convince the Russian leadership that they need to find a way out of the war, then more fighting is needed. And as Ukraine strikes military bases further behind the front lines and destroys ammunition and storage facilities, Defence Editor of the Times Larissa Brown says there's no question that Russia's in real trouble as sanctions bite. By next year, Russia will be struggling quite a lot. They won't be able to replenish a lot of their stocks. They won't have the manpower. It's been a chaotic week in the United States following the FBI's raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Right-wing media has been denouncing the FBI and law enforcement and whipping up a frenzy over the raid, so much so that on Thursday afternoon, an FBI office in Cincinnati was attacked by a gunman. It was reported but not confirmed that FBI agents were looking for classified nuclear documents. Earlier on Thursday evening, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that given the intense public interest in the raid, the Department of Justice has filed a motion to unseal the information in the warrant used by the FBI. Garland also had something to say about the recent allegations made against them. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. Still to come on the small 7, Madonna's getting her grills out and there's a new period drama on the way right after this. Welcome back. This weekend sees the second round of Premier League games and Man United's new manager Eric Ten Hag is already under pressure after a home defeat to Brighton last weekend. This time United are on the road facing Brentford on Saturday afternoon after what has been a pretty quiet transfer window for them. Other teams haven't been quite so slow to add star power, including Chelsea who signed Raheem Sterling from Man City. He's feeling positive about his new club and their new owners. But like anything, you know, pre-season is not real, Um, but we tried to build on that and you can see from the the short time that we came back at Cobham, the energy, the unity in the team, you know, it's probably one that you guys always hear all the the while, but you know, when you can really feel that going into games and I'm, I'm really optimistic. Living legend Madonna's celebrating 50 number one records in the Billboard Dance Club charts with a new remix album called Finally Enough Love. She popped up on Jimmy Fallon's show, looking amazing and sporting a set of grills on her teeth that she designed herself. She also did a bit of reminiscing about her wardrobe mishap on the very first MTV Video Music Awards all the way back in, oh, blimey, 1984. I walked down these very steep stairs of a wedding cake, and I got to the bottom and I started dancing around and my white stiletto pumps fell off. And I was trying to do like this smooth move, like dive for the shoe and make it look like it was choreography. Yeah. And uh, my dress flipped up and my butt was showing. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Those were the days when you shouldn't show your butt to have a career. If you've only just recovered from the cringe-inducing version of Jane Austen's Persuasion, currently scoring 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, maybe the idea of another period drama adaptation's a bit too soon. But Emily actually sounds quite promising. It's based on the life of Emily Bronte, who wrote Wuthering Heights, and it tells the imagined story of her life. It stars Sex Education's Emma Mackey, and it's written and directed by Francis O'Connor. It hits actual cinemas on October the 14th. Did you write these? It's an ugly book. There's something ungodly in your writing. I feel it when we're together. Do you know they call you? The strange one. Everyone's strange if you look at them for long enough. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft